What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 26, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How you doing? I'm tired, Tim. It's been a week. It's been a <laughs> it's, year. Uh, it's been, been a one, it's been four weeks in one week, and that's just been how 2020 is. That's just hey, how 2020 has been. Actually, Friday, as opposed to the last four days that felt like we must be at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday was. I think Tuesday was the worst when I thought it was already Thursday, and I was like, no, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, how on Wednesday week. I legit Still thought it was Friday. Me and you were like, I was talking to her. I'm like. At least, at least we have the weekend. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Although I will say a little a little bit of fun for the weekend that I'm Give very much looking for the weekend is uh, Gia's little sister, Jenna, huh? um, and her boyfriend, Evan, are watching the MCU for the very first time. What? Yeah, they have they've maybe seen like Ant-Man before, like just one random one off thing, but they have not seen any of the movies. It's insane. So uh, they've been watching it over the last couple of weeks. And we are now entering phase three. They are all in. They are in love with this. They are ready to go for all of it. Tonight, we are watching Civil War. And I am very, very excited about it. It's funny because like... Have you we watched, were, been watching it all with them? Or are you like, you get the, you know, get, get, the, get the early work done and then I'll join you in the middle? Yeah, and, and that's the thing is I was pretty much like, I, I, I've been giving her phase by phase, like the, or, the order to watch them. Yeah. And she's watching them. And I was like, she's like, oh, phase one, do you want to watch any with us? And I was like, no, it's okay. I was like, we could watch Avengers. We don't need to. And she's like, phase two. And I was like, I only want to watch Winter Soldier with you guys. Nice. Super awesome. But then phase three, it's Hold like. time out right, time out right there. For, so Winter Soldier, did they come in, sit down, not knowing like a Bucky or anything like that? anything. And I can't the, imagine. The, the, imagine watching these all for the first time, not having seen the trailers. So they're Fuck. not going to know that Hulk's in Ragnarok. They didn't know that Bucky was in Winter Soldier. It's like seeing their minds get blown is so awesome. That's awesome. But it's so funny that, yeah, so phase two is like, okay, I want to watch Winter Soldier. Phase three, there's like 11 movies, and I think I want to watch like eight of them. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just killer. Anyways. Yeah. Very the other exciting. day, I, I was, I, I don't know what it was. I think it might have just been how life's been. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about the Captain America gash on his arm, tightening the shield kind yep. of thing. And I was like, fuck, I need to watch Endgame again. I got to mm-hmm. watch Endgame again mm-hmm. at some point really soon. Because, yeah, that's how it is. But then guess what? Iron Man VR coming up. We got Avengers coming up. We got a million exciting coming up. And speaking of video games, let's talk about the fact that The Last of Us Part 2 is popular. Sorry, haters. Microsoft stores are dead. Sorry, Microsoft. And the Avengers game kind of started with Black Widow because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can go there and ask us your questions give us your comments and voice your concerns of course you can also get the show ad free and with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course if you have no bucks to toss our way or you like hanging out with the best friends in the chat i urge you to go to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where you can watch us record the show live if you're watching live just like uh lexi gunner the lou 55 jake is a snake 1994 you can go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe greg i have a question oh sorry yes are we live right now (sighs) That, that might be a question for you no, we are not live. I see people saying late in the chat and all that other stuff yeah. going on. Yep. yep. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I just hit the button, but sometimes I hit the button and it doesn't give me an alert that it didn't work. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, there it goes. I see. Kevin, don't worry. It's fine. Do you want me hey, to everybody. go again? Or we no, 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 no. It hey, Lexi good. Gunner. Good intro. We're live now. It was, I crushed yeah. that intro. That was a great discussion yeah, and everything. Lexi that Gunner, was, the Luke 55. Is, oh. Jake is a snake 1994. You all just got name dropped, which then pointed out that we were not live. <laughs> did you see? Did you see me like raising my hand, Greg? No, sorry. I have a so here, it. and then it's you over were, here. You were killing the intro, and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to interrupt him, sure, but yeah, I don't think no. we're live. <laughs> this is what I was talking about. No matter how much other shit's going on, I love the shows because you get to focus on the show. Exactly. I have to exactly. check everything else and every piece of anxiety at the door to nail this. Here. So I'm happy to be here. Uh, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, Monday, Kind of Funny is taking over GameSpot's charity stream. Noon on GameSpot.com and all of their platforms will be t- will be taking over. Uh, Play for All uh, will be raising money for Black Lives Matter and Direct Relief. We'll be over there for, I think, two hours, horsing around, playing games, maybe podcasting, whatever. I don't know what's happening. There's a whole Slack channel about what's going on right now because Lucy James from GameSpot's like, hey, what are you guys going to 
going to do for two hours? Who's going to be on it? Can I get some photos? And I was like, fuck, we didn't plan anything. That's not how kind of funny works, Lucy. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do. So we're figuring that out. But uh, GameSpot played for all Monday. Uh, noon will be going. Which, by the way, you might say, hey, wait a second, Greg, you have programming on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at noon. What would you be doing? Uh, we're going to do games daily, and uh, we have cool friends next week. It, uh, not I, They'll be out of order because we're recording Laura Bailey's spoiler cast, Last of Us Part 2. We have cool friends today. So you still have time to get in your questions, patreon.com slash kind of funny for her about being in Last of Us Part 2. What we're going to do is record that. And then we'll be able to time it out pretty much, I think, where we can play that in the morning on Monday, Tim, then mm-hmm. do games daily live, then go do the GameSpot thing and not step on each other all over the place. Fantastic. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, uh, Connor Nolan, a.k.a. Connor Dow. And Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later for now. <laughs> Let's begin this show with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. What the fuck? What the fuck? Time for some news. There's four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Kevin, how did you get the actual Morse code machine? You just go to the app store and look up Morse code. You can't get it to stop, though. Wow, that's impressive. I love that. I'm stoked that was, about that. That was really good. Before you get into the news, Greg, I, yeah. I, I do want to give a couple housekeeping shout-outs um, to just YouTube.com slash games right now. Straight up killing <laughs> the game. So much content in the last week that is like extremely impressive and kind of funny in general. We have cool friends last week. You did Kevin Smith. That's yeah. awesome. Then on the, the game side right here, we got our spoiler cast of Last of Us 2, our right. review of Last of Us 2, of course. Right. The spoiler cast you did with Neil Druckmann, Ashley Johnson, and Troy Baker um, that is like killing it in views. Thank you all so much for your support on that. Um, cannot wait to listen to that. Um, also, we have our live reactions to the Cyberpunk 2077 thing yesterday and Blessing's full first impressions of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 because he got to play it. So yep. all that stuff live now, youtube.com slash games. Check it out. I'm with everybody, right? Of course, that like, yeah, okay, man, this E3 month, this E3 summer, this E3 purgatory that just there's something going on every day now, right, is wearing us all down and killing us. But it is great for business. <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked <laughs> in that sense that there are millions too. goddamn things going on. There's a lot of bad that comes from it. And I, I really I've been saying this since day one. This only works if everyone commits. It's clear this year. Everyone didn't commit. Hopefully next year we there people can just be like, all right. Jeff, you're going to be the ringleader. You've, you've been loudest about you, it. You've this worn everybody yours. down. Let's go. And then it can be a little bit more like at the beginning of summer. Here's a calendar that makes sense that people can plan sure. around sure. and understand what's worth watching, what's not worth watching and all that. Because otherwise, this is fun. I like that oh, we no, just get great, little yeah. drips and drops and like some major games every once in a while. It's cool stuff. I want you all to know, uh, we'll talk about, I guess, more next week, but Blessing and I have made the decision as of today that Tuesday morning, we're going to be live reacting to DreamsCom, the Dreams conference they're doing over there. They're doing a thing announcing a whole bunch of different dreams. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. 9 a.m., Kevin, you're running it with us. On my birthday. That's my little birthday present that you guys are going to react to something. You know, one year you you. got Crash Bandicoot. Now Mm -hmm. this time you get Dreams. (laughs) DreamCon. DreamCon. Number one on the Roper Report, Suck It Haters, The Last of Us Part 2 is the fastest selling first party PlayStation 4 exclusive in history. We kick it to Eric Lempel from PlayStation on the PlayStation blog. We're delighted to report that The Last of Us Part 2 is now the fastest selling first party PlayStation 4 exclusive ever with more than 4 million copies sold through as of June 21st. This milestone would not have been possible without the support of our amazing fans. So on behalf of everyone at SIE, thank you. Naughty Dog has created an experience that truly transcends the category uh, with The Last of Us Part 2. They have honed their craft for years and have once again set a new bar for what is possible through interactive entertainment. The Last of Us Part 2 represents large-scale innovation in gaming with a great blend of excellent gameplay mechanics and masterful storytelling. All of this came together to deliver a generation-defining experience and the fastest-selling first-party PlayStation 4 exclusive. Of course, we must celebrate the entire team at Naughty Dog who made this achievement possible. Neil Druckmann, Vice President of Naughty Dog and Director of The Last of Us Part 2, wanted to share this message with you all. We are so immensely grateful to the millions of fans around the world that have played The Last of Us Part 2 and shared their experiences with us over the last week. We set out to tell a new kind of story, one that deals with difficult themes and would challenge you in unexpected ways. Hearing how the experience has resonated with so many of you and witnessing the type of thoughtful discussions it has sparked has been so incredible. We've also been inspired by your creativity, 
Whether it's your gorgeous photo mode shots, jaw-dropping gameplay gifts, or songs you've recorded using Ellie's guitar. Did you see... Have you been seeing this, Tim? Has this been something that's been on Honestly, your radar? It's it's a beautiful thing. And like this is video game magic at its best. People taking the playable guitar that Ellie has in Last of Us 2 and turning it into either art, like covering their own songs, covering popular songs, making just memes out of it. The one that broke me, Greg, utterly broke me, was Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon oh. Force from Guitar Hero 3, where it starts off and Ellie's there, and then it just starts going crazy. It's so <laughs> great. It's so great. But yeah, I'm looking I through it. to see if there's – I thought I retweeted it, but maybe I did not, and I tweet too much. No, I didn't do it. Uh, there's one that I find I found incredible that's uh, Hallelujah, this guy doing it acoustically into his blue microphone, in that, but he did it where he went and played it on Ellie's guitar, captured all that footage, captured his hands actually strumming it, and then sang over it, and that's out there so making cool. the rounds right now. Neil Druckmann shared that for sure, and I was just like, holy shit, that's amazing. Back to Neil's letter. I'm sorry. The Last of Us Part 2 was made possible thanks to the efforts of the hundreds of talented and passionate developers here at Naughty Dog. We can imagine no greater honor than seeing the same passion mirrored by the people playing it. Thank you for helping us reach this amazing milestone. Now, to give you context for that amazing milestone, we kick it to industry analyst Daniel Ahmad over on Twitter, who put out this information that said, for reference, Uncharted 4 sold 2.7 million in three days. Horizon sold 2.6 million in 14 days. God of War sold 3.1 million in three days. And Spider-Man sold 3.3 million in three days. So get lots woke, of us putting up huge numbers there. I'm sorry, what was that part? Get woke, get broke. You see all this? Oh, get out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that, I mean, Here we go, right? Exactly. This get was the up. big thing where I think so many people in the lead up to this were, and I'm not saying wrong. I understand why if you're, just taking it at face value that it seemed like there was this huge outcry on the internet of oh my god this sjw game they blew your pre-order this. they've done get this, they've broke. this. i'm gonna thing. do that I'm, yeah exactly no and in the end guess here what? we go in, in the end it doesn't even matter but yeah i mean thank goodness Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see people reacting to leaks and things out of context and that they will never play the game or pick it up or whatever it's like come on i, I talked off. about this a couple days ago on um yeah. on games daily i think it was it must have been That's and uh yeah exactly and it, it's just crazy to me that this game had such a roller coaster of conversation and um uh engagement where it was all the leak conversation it was all all of that stuff but then when the game came out it, or even before the game came out, when the reviews dropped, it was such a, for the most part, critics are very high on it. There's yeah. some people that don't like it. That's art. That's what happens here. Um, but for the most part, it was praised. And then it was just talked so much shit in the comments. The like to dislike ratios are off. It, it was just ridiculous. We've and talked about it here, right? We put up our review or our mm-hmm. spoiler, our, our spoiler cast, right? And it was mm-hmm. immediately like, bleh, like thumbs yeah. down on like how you guys just got this game. How? And it's like, oh, you're not our actual fan base. You're the people who are just trolling Last of Us content. Exactly. And then you see this week and the Last of Us spoiler cast you put out now with the, the crew is yeah. the praised. Like yeah. the like to dislike ratio is totally positive. And the conversation in this game is totally positive. I was bringing up Reddit threads, um, and now I'm even seeing more of it, of people that are like, wow, I just beat The, the Last of Us. This is great, right? And, like, overwhelmingly, the comments are like, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Everyone's crazy. And yeah. it's just, it's it's cool to me to see that, like, that even when it gets so dark and so bad, it's like, it can bounce back so quickly, you know? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, that's what's, I think they went for with this game. And when you know, hopefully you've beaten it and you go watch the, our spoiler cast with it. But like one of the themes they're wrestling with, right, is that this in what he says here, uh, Neil says in his letter, right? This is a game that's designed to be conversation that you're supposed to have something to say afterwards. And to again, I think I did this yesterday, but I'll, I will once again applaud everyone who was a part of that podcast. Not myself. I suck. But the fact that Neil, Ashley and Troy took on all the stuff from the internet in terms of reaction to the last of us part two head on. Like they didn't glance away from anything. You know what I mean? They wanted to talk about people review bombing. They wanted to talk about uh, people who thought the message was this or that or the other. Like they wanted to address these things. They wanted to address the people who are like, they don't understand the characters and like to have Ashley and Troy there crying on this last (laughs) spoiler cast about how much they care about these characters and about the scenes that touch them and about like how much of themselves they put into this. Like, I think whether you loved or hated the last of us, I understand 
I think watching that, you have to you get a different perspective on why it exists the way it exists. Now, yeah. Kevin has pulled up one of the guitar renditions here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm terrified because I'm not sure which one it is. What do you got? <laughs> All right, there's the funny one you were talking about. A guitar this here. Is different, but it's same idea. Uh, and then hold on, then Kevin, let me. Kill that so we don't get any copyright strikes. I don't want to get in trouble. And then I'm going to send to you on Slack. I can never find people when I need them. If Slack was like 911. Just, just use di- Discord. You said not to use Discord, I, remember? It's, yeah, I know, but I have I, since I twice, twice to you said we can use Discord now. I've changed no, the way No, you said it things. once right now. Cool. All right, you said it once oh. right now. We have the, we're going to click over here to see the one I was talking about, the Hallelujah one. All right. One second. All right. That's Kevin right there. You know what I mean? You want me to click? Which one? There's there's like four Literally, videos there. I know. How about the one I said? The Hallelujah one. You're right there. The guy singing the exact thing I described. No, go to the YouTube one. Why are you scrolling <laughs> away from it? God, I hate you. Oh, man. It's been a long week and you're making me look like a fool. I did not realize that you can use the touchscreen like that. With the just tapping. See, that's what, what separates you and me from people who have talent, Tim. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they sit there like, how can I actually use this to play guitar better? I guess, okay, yeah. we, we can it's stop. so much guys. more than that. So good. Copyright. So good. Wait, Greg. How this guy you... copyright Hallelujah, or is that how good the YouTube algorithm is now? I mean, covers get caught, too. Oh, my God. I hate everything. But wait, wait. Uh, what, how did you play the guitar parts in this game? I strummed the touchpad. Yeah. And like with any elegance or grace. Oh, God, no. God, no. I don't know how to play guitar. I don't know what I'm doing out there. I was you know totally what I mean? just kind of like, like, okay. My thing was like, I, I didn't, I never, I shouldn't say I never, but I don't think I often screwed up when it was like, you know, because you, if you haven't played Last of Us Part 2, this isn't a spoiler, but when you pick up a guitar, you sit down and it's like, you practice for a moment where it tells you where you go. And it's like kind of Ellie, like getting in sync with the song. And then she just plays the song. Every time I sat down, I was like, oh, don't make me do this because I felt it made her sound so terrible because I have no rhythm. <laughs> so I'd start strumming and I'd be That's like, oh, it doesn't it's sound like, good. It's not even so much rhythm as much as like, it's just the gamification of it and like me not playing guitar or anything. So it, when I would go, it would always just be like super jolted and like, and then yeah, she'd go. And she'd start playing a real song. I was like, oh, that sounds right, way better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Ace X says, play Andy's clip. Of course, uh, Andy Cortez did some stuff here, but uh, no. no. Oh, hold on. Here it is. <laughs> you know, he, oh, it's not Andy's actual clip. It's Andy. Bur- no, it isn't. Oh, no. Okay. I hate Andy, but I'll play this. Are you putting it up, Kev? Yeah. Do you want and I shouldn't say I hate Andy. It's just that Andy, every time I'm like, let's play Predator, he's like, no, I want to go play Call of Duty Snowbike Mike, or I want to finish Last it's of Us, mean. or I want to do. He's like, I want to do laundry. I'm like, oh, is it me, Kevin? Uh, How is it, Kevin, when I text you to say, hey, let's play Predator, and then you don't answer for three hours, and then you say, sorry, Paul wouldn't let me. What am I supposed to do? My wife is like, no, you can't play video games. You're loud, and I don't like you hanging out with other people. What am I supposed to say? That's a great point. I'm sorry. Let's play Andy's doesn't like me hanging out with her, so. You're the last of us. Oh, the last of us. Joel and Ellie gonna make their way. Will they kill a clicker or st- a runner today? I still don't have the second fucking verse, guys. I still don't have it. On the world, she has a cure. I don't think it's as good as the Hallelujah one, but that's Andy Cortez. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Andy Cortez. I'm sure he's playing more. Live. Andy, did you beat Last of Us yet? Did you put, let me know in the chat. He no? did not. He did he not. Didn't last night? All right. Cool. No, he gave me an update last night. He's in a good place, though. Yeah. Well, good. I don't know if there's it's good, good as places a place in this game. A good place for the story and like the interesting things yes. that happen. All right. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, number two on the Roper Report. Goodbye, Microsoft stores. This is Chris Welch over at The Verge. Microsoft is giving up on physical retail. Today, the company announced plans to permanently close all Microsoft store locations in the United States and around the world, except for four locations that will be, quote-unquote, reimagined as experience centers that no longer sell products. Those locations are New York City, London, Sydney, and the Redmond Campus location. The London store only just opened about a year ago. All of the Microsoft store locations across the United States and globally will be closed closing and the company will concentrate on digital retail moving forward. 
Microsoft says Microsoft.com and the Xbox and Windows storefronts reach, quote, up to 1.2 billion monthly customers in 190 markets, end quote. The company tells The Verge that no layoffs will result from today's decision. Quote, our commitment to growing and developing careers from the diverse talent pool is stronger than ever, Microsoft Store VP David Porter said in a LinkedIn post on the move. A source with knowledge of Microsoft's retail operations told The Verge that this plan was originally in place for next year, but was accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Microsoft's Xbox Series X is launching this holiday, so it makes sense that the company had at least initially planned for the stores to make it that far. The dual-screen Neo, uh, Surface Neo device uh, that was also going to ship during the holidays has been delayed, though the Surface Duo is apparently still on track for this year. Still, if you were hoping for your local Microsoft store uh, would be a surefire bet for a new Xbox, you'll have to look somewhere else. The big decision partially explains why Microsoft had yet to reopen a single store after they were all closed in light of the pandemic. Last week, Microsoft told The Verge that, quote, its approach for reopening Microsoft store locations is measured and cautious, guided by monitoring global data, sorry, listening to public health and safety experts and tracking local government restrictions. At the time, the company declined to offer an update on when any stores might open. Timothy, Mm -hmm. are you surprised? I mean, this is one of those things I'm not surprised, but if the opposite were true, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like Microsoft stores are something that I just don't ever think about. You know, like it's not like an Apple store where it's kind of more of an experience. Like Microsoft stores always felt a little bit me too, where it's like, okay, fine. Like, like Apple does this, so we should do something too. And when you go to them, there's the one downtown. It kind of is a similar vibe where it's just like, there's some cool things you go there and there's like, you get to like do the weird experiences and like play with the connect stuff. But um, there's something about it where I'm like, I don't know who's going to a Microsoft store to buy computer stuff. Like that yeah. seems more of like a go online or Best Buy or something like that. Sure. Um, if, yeah, I think so in light of the Series X, I think it makes it's an interesting thing. And I'm sure that they're like, oh, man, that sucks. Because it would be in it, just in the way we're talking about, would you buy your Series X or who knows? But if it was that your kid was always excited about it and you got to walk through and they pulled you in there to actually see it and play it or whatever, like just to see what the box looked like, to see how, you know, what we're always talking about. What does 4k look like on a true screen? You know what I mean? What is that? What is uh, the surround sound direct X and all that sound like when you're in an atmosphere that is built for that, or at least a demo experience that's built for that. Yeah. I don't know that that, that that's in a mall is the right place for that though. Oh, with these Microsoft store. And that's why with Best Buy, they do that. Like they, like Microsoft has reps that'll come through and, take you to the demo room and show off the whole like experience and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good saying that there's no layoffs and stuff. So it's yeah, like, that's, that's the best part like, I think of the story. Yeah. yeah. There's like the, these type of stories, like that's usually the, the, the reality and like the sad part of it all. Whereas this, I'm like, again, I'm sure there's people out there that are my Microsoft store enthusiasts. I have never met any of them. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think that this is going to be missed. I've always um, had, yeah, the, the few, I would say I probably popped into a Microsoft store. I, there's one time in particular where I was like, oh, man, maybe I should upgrade to the new Surface or whatever and popped in there. But like other than that, and I didn't buy it for sure that day. I was just like looking around, right? And then bounced out. Didn't really think yeah. like first thing decision. I know, um, but I digress. Every single yeah. time I walk by the Microsoft store, I love looking at the 3D printer. Every single time. Like, Look at it go. Yep. And it's that's just exactly what something. it is. Now, but before we, we move on from this, though, unless you have more to say about the story, Greg. No, there's two things. First off, like just to go back to the last story, because we kind of like got sidetracked with just talking about the guitar stuff. Sure. Like these numbers are insane. Oh, yeah. Like, for last talking about the, the, the four million. It's like that is so much more than uh, even like when you look back at what uh, Spider-Man and God of War did. God of War 3.1, Spider-Man 3.3, 4 yeah. million. Like that's such a giant jump from that. And that's crazy impressive because I remember when God of War came out, we were all like, this is what you get when you like treat a franchise that matters to people with respect and, you know, do it right, bring it back correctly. And it gets great reviews. Then boom, 3.1 million. That's insane. But then Spider-Man came out and and it beat that. And I remember us having that conversation of, wow, it's a great game. And it's Spider-Man. So it's like, that's what it took to take down God of War. Last of us beat Spider-Man. And we do need to take into consideration. There was a couple years of PS4 install base, um, Get, getting bigger right yeah so that's all true but man naughty dog has a powerhouse on its hands and that is crazy to me where we're at the end of this generation now i'm so interested in what ghost of tsushima is going to sell right because yeah, totally. that's more in the boat of horizon which sold 2.6 going off of this it wouldn't be surprising if ghost of tsushima ended up selling 
something. You think in three days, you think out of the gate, it's going to do that much? If Horizon did 2.6 and it was that long ago. Sure. Right? Like, but I here, feel like each one of these sells that much more PS4s and gets that much more trust in people that, hey, PlayStation first-party titles have something with them. And that's not everybody, but that sure. is going to be a big group of people, right? Yeah. Jeffy Grub Grub in the chat from GameSpeed says, also, people are still buying more games due to being stuck at home with lack of other options. That's a great point. My only counter to all this is that I feel like PlayStation made a bigger deal about Horizon than they're making about Ghost of Tsushima. And I've mm. we're still, it's not like Ghost of Tsushima comes out tomorrow, right? We still have, what, three weeks? I don't have a full calendar in front of me, but like three weeks before we're there, right? Does that sound right? To get, July, get to mid-July. 16th? And so like... 17th? If we're thundering down that path, maybe more than more than three weeks. Uh, if you're thundering down that way, I feel like that's when you really dial up uh, your ads. That's when you really start buying, you know, the billboards and the trains and the, you know, TV ad advertising and stuff like that. And what does that do? But it's the same interesting argument of the original last of us on playstation 3 and me wondering if people got it of like all right cool you've had all these uncharted games now not in granted i'm not taking away from crash or uh, yeah crash and jack um but do people understand that don't the last of dare. us sorry don't you fucking dare take away from them I, I never would i never would uh but i was saying like you know do people understand that naughty dog means something and for last of us part one they did obviously they came out and so mm-hmm. now that we're there though are do people understand that sucker punch means something do they understand ghost of tsushima means something that it's a you know playstation studios even though it isn't a playstation studios logo on the front that it is hey this is like quality and i think you know mm-hmm. obviously we, you know hardcore gamers like us move the needle and get everybody interested and get them out there and stuff but how that'll actually net out, I'm very interested to see. But again, lots of time to ramp up for it. But you're also coming off the hangover of The Last of Us Part Two, and how much I'm sure they, you know, originally we wanted to, Sony wanted to space these games out more. This is where we're at right now. Tim, what I want to ask you. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I have a question about Days Gone. What did Days Gone sell? Days Gone by. You know, I did I don't know? They ever put it out? That's the thing. If 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 it's an exciting number, PlayStation will put it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if of it's course. not an exciting number, they will not talk about it ever again. Of course. That is a great question, though. Hmm. I'm trying to look into it right now. Uh, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you know how much days gone so, or what the last time we got an update on. Well, not, not that, but like if we know, yeah, when, what days gone sold in its initial run there. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, like all the articles are still are saying things like it's the second best selling game digitally in the UK or second best this or, you know, best that. But there's no like actual number that I'm seeing. Yeah. Definitely grub um, grubs there. He knows. I'm sure he knows. He's out there. He knows. Well, yeah, somebody leaked it to him, and he's going to put it out here, and he's going to do this whole thing. He's going to, you know, fuck around with it. He's so cool. He is cool, I know. He's got long hair, too. Um, My question for you, Timothy. Yes. So, Last of Us Part 2. Four million units, three days. Mm-hmm. Fastest selling, first party exclusive on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. It beats all the games we just listed. However, that is just for three days. I want to know where do you think it's actually going to end up, right? Okay. According to Wikipedia, best-selling PlayStation games. Number one, Grand Theft Auto V, which we can just disqualify, obviously. People are buying it over and over again for shark cards and doing different stuff and yada, yada, yada. But if you want to leave it there, there it is, number one. Number two, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, with 16 million sold. <laughs> number three, Marvel's Spider-Man, 13.2 million sold. Wow. Number four, Number four, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, 10.8 million. I'm, and granted, not exclusive. I'm just listing this so we have an idea of what the top 10 are. All right. Number five, God of War, 10 million. Uh, number six, The Last of Us Remastered, 10 million as well. Uh, number seven, Horizon Zero Dawn, 10 million. Obviously, there's more specific numbers that Wikipedia is using, but I'm not going to click on the sites right now or the citations. Number eight, Gran Turismo Sport, 8 million. Number nine, Monster Hunter World, 4.67 million. And number 10, right now, <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2, 4 million. <laughs> Wow. Wow. There's some surprising wow. stuff there. Um, specifically to me, I would have thought that Spider-Man would have been the number one um, Sony game, like first party game. One of the things that honestly, that's what I thought too, until me and Blessing did this exercise either on PSI Love You or KFGD the other day. And what got twisted around, I think, is that Spider-Man came out and they were like, this is the best selling superhero game of all time or whatever. And I mm-hmm. think that as we've gotten farther away from that and more and more news is shouted at you, we've just switched it up that it became the first, the best selling Sony exclusive or PlayStation I mean, 4. Regardless of the news, I just would have thought that. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I understand know. that. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I mean, but it being Uncharted, it, it, Uncharted 4, Naughty Dog, there's a lot of like just 
interesting little nu- nuggets of math here I'm doing. What was Uncharted 4 at? Uncharted 4 is 16 million. One six, 16 million. Last of Us Part 2. 20 million. Take it to the bank. Holy fuck. What you was, think it's going to do what Grand Theft Auto 5's numbers are right now? What, 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 what's GTA 5? 20 million. <laughs> 18 million. Take okay, it to the bank. 18 million. 18 yeah. Million. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and then in, in, I don't. He doesn't cite it, but I'm gonna write, read it anyway. Mizuki says uh, Spider Man. Th- Spider Man was the fastest selling Sony game at the time of release. Nothing to do with superheroes. I think since then they've said fast uh, best selling superhero game. And then yes, it was I think fastest selling as we've already talked about with the numbers earlier. But again, I could be wrong, Mizuki. If you can Google superhero spe- selling game Spider Man, do that stuff. So you're saying 18 million is where you think 18. It's how gonna long be- it takes to get there. I mean, that's the thing. That's the other question, right? When we move into PS5, when are we going to look back and think about this? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, even then, it's like, I I do think that this game is going to sell for a very long time. Every single person I know that has a PlayStation 4, with the exception of Kevin, is getting this game, buying this game. Did you say my name? Yes. Kevin, do you have Last of Us Part 2? Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. In your face, Tim. Dunk on okay. It. Well, yeah. But all of my friends again I'll that I talk about I all the time that don't play that many games all individually bought Last of Us Two. These are yeah. people that haven't bought a game in ten years. Yeah. Uh, Nanobiologist confirms that I was right. Marvel Spider Man beat an old favorite to become the best selling superhero game of all time, and I was about then to uh, just dunk all over Mizuki, but he wrote in and said, "You're right, the superhero game too." So we're all right, everybody. There was no wrong on that. Congratulations! I'm shaking hands with Mizuki. I'm high fiving Nanobiologist. I'm saying, Good. "Jeffy Grub Grub, fuck you, you piece of shit." You know what I mean? I know <laughs> exactly what you mean there, Greg. <sighs> and uh, Jeff uh, also points out, Jeff should just start calling into the show and just be <laughs> on screen the entire time. <laughs> he says it, he bets Last of Us Part Two gets a big bump off. Obviously, when PlayStation 5 comes around, I agree as well. Like, I think for sure. that. Oh, yeah, with backwards compatibility and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the, with the push that that, that game's going to get, especially if there isn't a PS5 version of the game and they, like, just double down on P- sure. play the PS4 and it'll be enhanced and that's a, a big plus of the PS5, which I imagine right. they're going to do at this point. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> 20. Take it to the bank. Fucking 42. 42 million copies sold. And that's the thing. But... Uh... As much as we talk about being the dialed-in consumer, and obviously that'll be... I guess that's really the answer, though, right? Of who's buying the PlayStation 5 at launch. It's not somebody who's going to be confused. I'm just wondering... I wonder how many people are going to be there and like, I want PlayStation 5, and then I want Last of Us Part 2, but it's a PlayStation 4 game. I'll wait for the PS5 version. You know what I mean? If they're going to do some enhanced whatever, cross-buy version. But, I mean, that's I mean that's on Sony. I don't I know. know that they're going to do that. 18 million is what you're thinking for, huh? Because it, it has to be more than Uncharted 4. I can't fathom an argument why it wouldn't be. It's a known quantity. Uh, this is number two, and Uncharted's number four. Like, that's why. Duh. Come on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of a lineage. That... I'm fucking around. Oh, yeah, um, but I, I just think that, like, with Last of Us, though, there's a lineage that's... All of it's made up by the fact that Last of Us reviews differently and is talked about differently than Uncharted. Sure, sure. I can see it beating Uncharted. I, sp- I mean, yeah. I'm not going to get as bullish as you did. I'll say... God. No, maybe I will. 18 doesn't sound terrible, right? No, it doesn't. I'll, I'm, say, I'm I'll, say, honest. I'll say 17 to be more reasonable. 17 million. We're talking about a lot. Like, a million's a lot. So the difference between 17 and 18... 17 and 18 is like it is a substantial no, difference know, know, but know, know. but depending on what they do and how the ps5 system works out uh of like upgrading or whatever and how they talk about this skew specifically i wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting up there like up there into the 20 not being too crazy yeah um i'm seeing it go through but it's also my next line of questioning for you too do you think the fact that it's a mature game holds it back like an r-rated movie does um I think video games are different than than movies in that sense. Uh, just because like the R-rated thing, it, there's so much more that goes into it instead of just like you have to be X age to get in because that just means that it's on less screens in theaters yeah. and runs for less time. That's not true for video games. True. Like our M- or R-rated movies aren't held back once they come to streaming platforms and home video. 
Yeah, it's just the theater the experience. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Joker Bunny six 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 says, "But did Uncharted spit in its fan? It spit in its fan base's face." Shut up. Last time I didn't spit in anybody's face. God damn it, man. Watch the spoiler cast. Shut up. And get out of here. You know, <laughs> Jeffy Grub Grub, take care of that, will you? Fucking get dude. him, dude. Get him. I don't know. Uh, but don't... then now going back, I already, I'm jumping around all this game's daily, Greg. I don't give a shit about your hosting, okay? I'm taking over. Know. It's the Tim Getty show now. Um, You went from story one about Last of Us to story two about Microsoft. I went right back to Last of Us 2. Then yeah. from Last of Us 2, I want to jump right back to Microsoft. You're talking about these Microsoft stores. Joey Noel sent me a video. She's like, you guys need to watch this. I just watched about three seconds of it and stopped because I'm like, you're right. We do need to watch this. Kevin, in the Discord, there is a Twitter link for all this Xbox Game Pass that I just sent. While this I, gets prepped. Uh, Greg, you, no. yeah. Tim, no please one. don't send me messages via the Discord. Yeah, only I can send the Discord messages, yeah, but yeah, I need yeah, to be told yeah. twice. Not thrice, twice. Uh, right now, I do want to point out John Conti in You're Wrong says, to be clear, the Horizon number is 14 days after release, not the three like the others. You are correct. I totally misread that from Daniel Ahmad's tweet. Horizon sold 2.6 million in 14 days, not Okay, after. then I'm going to change my what I said to be equal to that. So I'm saying Ghost of Tsushima about three in 14 days. Okay. Uh, nanobiology points out the only number i could find for days gone uh, was that it sold uh, 114,000 units in its first three days after launch all right we're watching this, this japan time? only i think i don't you know i'm just saying what nano said some uh, mizuki under said he couldn't find anything so I don't know. okay well here we are anyways xbox game pass tweets this video will teach you how to check what games are leaving the service warning emotional you know, you know, you know saying goodbye is never easy but sometimes it's our only choice. Let's do this. The game you love might leave, so play before it goes. And check the app for leaving soon. It's important that you know ahead of time to prepare for your last goodbyes. Load up your favorite game and play it for the final time. Goodbye, game. I love you. I love you. You know, you know. What the hell? <laughs> Xbox continues to just fucking kill the game. Go get him. <laughs> Why? Like, uh, whatever. Why not? Why not's the better answer to that. Why not is the better answer. Charles Jacobson says, uh, and you're wrong. Not a you're wrong, but this whole show's off the fuck rails tim give out your phone number let people just call in <laughs> unlike spider-man last of us part two might have a bigger drop off over time and it's very as it's very spoiler heavy with many fans wanting to see the story continue asap i don't i don't fully buy that i think the i think the accolades it's already getting the conversation it will continue to have and then when we get to game of the year not that i'm disqualifying cyberpunk or uh iron man vr or even predator's chances i think when we get to game of the year the amount of <laughs> the amount of awards it wins i think are definitely going to make people <laughs> this might be the best games daily of all fucking time <laughs> not a high bar hey <laughs> Whoa! a meeting over there. Yikes. Number three on the Roper Report. Avengers Combat started with Black Widow. This is Steve Watts at GameSpot.com. Marvel's Avengers just got a fresh look during Crystal Dynamics' debut War Table event, but studio head Scott Amos, uh, or Am Bobby Amos, right? Amo Amos. Uh, famous Amos. Amos uh, shared more details with GameSpot during an interview for Play for All. Amos said uh, that his combat director's experience on the recent God of War would have made Thor a natural fit to tackle first, but instead he started with the hardest of all, Black Widow. Quote, we actually went out and pulled some amazing talent like Vince Napoli, our combat director. Vince was on God of War, the most recent one. Uh, looking at how certain games play, it's like that weapon looks a lot like Thor's hammer should look like or should be like. That would be cool. The idea of having him come on board and say, great, I'm going to start tackling this. Which ones do you, which one should I do first? And then it's a different quote. Do Black Widow first. And he's like, what? But this is the hardest one to make feel super. Uh, but Amos said that Napoli's uh, player enemy traversal or pet team tackled the challenge and planned Black Widow from the core of what makes her an Avenger. That started with the skill trees, then branched out into the perks and gear that fit those skill trees and on from there. This made the heroes differentiated from each other. 
Widow controls like a third-person shooter with melee abilities, while Iron Man is akin to a jet fighter. The protagonist, Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, uses her embiggen ability to snatch enemies with her enormous hands. <laughs> this is a funny sentence. <laughs> but that's not a real word, word, right? Like the Simpsons. She uses word. it. Well, it's not a real word, no. But she uses it. She goes embiggen. She's awesome. You should. Everybody, if you're if you've never read a comic book, just pick up uh, Ms. Marvel Volume One, the one with her on the cover. Uh, it's like just to cut off beneath her nose, I think, and it's got the S on Captain her chest. Captain Marvel, right? Shazam. Ms. Marvel. That one. M. M. S. Marvel. Don't buy Captain Marvel and fucking do this to me, Kevin. All right. Quote, they built they built from that core center outward and with each of these heroes, Amos said. Uh, and as they did them, each time a new hero came online from that team, uh, that became the team's new favorite. Uh, they were just so good at coming down to what's the core of this hero? That's just the core heroes at launch. Uh, as we have new heroes coming out, uh, that same philosophy applies post-launch. Tim, what's this do for you? Um, I've said since we first saw the footage of the Avengers gameplay at E3 last year that the Black Widow was the only one that looked fun to me. Mm. And this, I guess, makes a little bit more sense um, of it the, being the first and kind of like everything else kind of being based around that. Like, there's just something about her on the bridge when there was the, the bits of fighting her fighting Taskmaster, like, where, like, oh, this actually didn't just seem like a bunch of, like, quick time events aren't even the right word. Like, I don't even know how to put into words and phrase the gameplay style that Avengers reminds me of, which is it's a mobile game where you just have the three big buttons to hit of which attack you're doing. And I know sure. that doesn't sound much different than just hidden buttons on a controller, but there is a difference. And I think it's something about the iconography and something about just like the, 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 the strategy of playing the game that it's not so much button mashy as much as it's just kind of like less engaging than gotcha. a normal controller would. It's less tac- like tactile, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what I think, and stick with me, but I think it's what a lot of uh, MMOs catch grief for and why people are turned off from them, right? Of like, you're just hitting a key and then the thing's doing its thing, but it's not like you're, it's not in the same way of when you're playing an action game or even Last of Us, right? Like, you know, an open world or whatever you want to call it, open world narrative, whatever, but like where you're more in the moment of every button does something very specific and when you hit it, you know what's going to happen. Whereas mm-hmm. in like a thing, it is multiple moves. It's the same thing, uh, uh, WWE games, 2K games get cra- crap for, right? Of like, it's you hit a button and then an animation plays out rather than you be in that moment making the punch happen, the grapple happen, this thing happen, and that go like that, if that makes sense. Like, there's yeah, totally. less moment to moment of it. Mm-hmm. I do think when we play it, at least I shouldn't say that, I hope when we play it, it doesn't feel that way. I think demoing it, it looks that way. And that leads us to CJ's question, who wrote in to patreon.com slash games. After seeing the reaction to the Avengers War Table across Kind of Funny and other sites, there seems to be one theme among all the previewers, which is, quote, it looks like something is missing. Tim made multiple references to the game looking like a mobile game, and Greg even made comments on Thursday's Games Daily that he pretty much already put the game in the 5 to 7 rating range. I said 6, uh, although he did... S- Although he did say he hoped it would be better than... I fucking hope it's a 9. Uh, even a 10, I guess. <laughs> I'm not trying to hold back here. You know what I mean? I understand. <laughs> Game of the year. Very tight race between Last of Us, Cyberpunk, and Predator. But I will be happy if Avengers is in that conversation, too. I understand that all of you... I'm sorry. I understand that all you have to go on is previews you've seen, but many people don't seem to be giving the game a chance, which leads, parentheses, in a roundabout way to my question. Have reviewers already decided that the Avengers game is not going to be great and won't give it a fair shot when it comes out? From everything I have seen and heard, it really does look like everyone will be going to these reviews with a, quote, this won't be a great game, so d- so it needs to do even more to impress me attitude. As reviewers yourself, do you feel you are able to put aside what you've seen in previews when you start a game and give it a fair shot? Or are those previews already in the back of your mind when playing it for real? Nope. This isn't meant to be critical of your thoughts or what you've seen for the Avengers game or any indictment of your review strategy. I apologize if it came off that way. It did not, CJ. Don't worry about it at all. I think it honestly goes the opposite direction where I think the fact that everybody watches this and I, I, I don't, and I, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. You want to play this, right? Even though we're all looking Absolutely. at it. going, like, Totally. I mean, yeah. I hope that it's good. I just like, I, in my heart believe it's not going to be. And like, that upsets me. Sure. You know? and, I think and it's you, just, there's, there's so many elements. It's not just the gameplay and stuff. It's like even the Marvel stuff that I'm looking at, I'm just kind of like, this is the stuff I don't like from superhero games where it's, it, it feels generic and it doesn't, feel like there's like a unique identity to it i was was saying this um on the reaction that we had but the logo treatment 
Like it can't be more boring than it is. Compare that to the uh, Infinity War or um, Endgame logos of Avengers and just the colors that they use. There's a personality there, right? And I know that that took 20 movies to get to, but even look at Avengers 1's title treatment. There's still a style to it. This has absolutely no style. And there was an argument made that like, because of what this game is and it needs to be playable from a bunch of different characters, like boiling it down to the simpler thing makes all that stuff have a better potential to work, but it doesn't look like it's working. <laughs> so it's like, not only does it not look like it's working, it's also boring. Mm. So I don't know. I, I know I'm kind of getting off of what the, the actual question is here. The difference between me and you, Greg, is like you review games professionally, or at least you have, where your review uh, needs to be a bit more professional, I guess, where it's sure. like your number means so much more than our opinions do. Like what we do here at Kind of Funny is a lot more personal um, than some of these reviews on like professional websites. And to me, it's like there's no way that uh, the preview footage isn't going to taint my experience going in. It's like a movie. When you see a trailer and the trailer gives away everything in the movie and then you watch the movie, even if those moments are cool, they're not as cool as they would have been. There's no way that you can like change that. That's just how it goes. And I feel like with this, it's like we've seen stuff of this. I'm not stoked for this game. And I am looking for it to change my mind on that when I play it. And is that unfair to review the game like that? I don't know. I mean, that's just the you're reality. A consumer. That's yeah, I mean, like, that's like yeah, you're a consumer. It's not like you're coming off of uh, having some. I don't even know. Uh, uh, you're not offended by Crystal Dynamics, and that's what's holding you back. You're they're showing you marketing materials and their uh, a best attempt to explain the game, and you're going ah, cool, but I don't know. Like that's not. I think your opinion's 100 uh, percent uh, cromulent. Um, what? But for huh? What'd you, you just say? say? Cromulent? I said cromulent. What the That's fuck not a does real that word. mean? Just God, like I cool. hate how young you fucking. All you had to do was watch The Simpsons. All you had to watch the The Simpsons. You, Bro, you, I didn't miss an episode. Cromulent. Like, you. I'm sorry. What was that, Kevin? I haven't missed. I didn't miss an episode for like twelve years straight. So you don't remember at all, Jebediah Springfield? That's oh, a perfectly cromulent word. You're a fucking fake Simpsons fan, and you should be embarrassed. And what I'd like you to do uh, right now, Kevin, is burn every Homer Simpson shirt you own. All right. I just looked up cromulent. Cromulent is a word that has no meaning. But is positive. But they spelled positive. P O S O T I V E. This episode. What is this episode? <laughs> um, I I think it goes the opposite. I think it might cut the opposite way with Avengers. At least that is my hope. Is the fact that people are watching it, going it like I I want to play this because I love Avengers and it looks like there's something there. But the gameplay kind of looks boring, or the game kind of looks generic, and et cetera, et cetera. I hope that when we get it, that you start playing it, and you're like, oh my gosh, wait a second, it, it is fun to play. I don't dig Thor, but I really do dig Black Widow. I don't dig Black Widow, but I like Hulk. I don't, you know, so on and so forth, where you find your main, where you're actually like, holy shit, this is fun to play as. You really get into it. You go that way. Hopefully the story's great. Like I was talking yesterday, the fact that they have uh, Travis and Laura and Nolan and Troy, right? They have this actual team there. It sounds like when you bring them in, you care about your story. And it's Crystal Dynamics who cares about their story. I would hope that there, this stuff that is giving off mixed impressions as we go is what we were talking a little bit about with Destiny, I think, where uh, yesterday on the show, where for me personally, watching Destiny, uh, I would say, I was going to say previews back in the day, but even watching someone play Destiny now, I find boring. But when I play Destiny, I like playing Destiny. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I can understand by watching it, it's got, oh, that's, that looks like it's fun. That's a cool idea, et cetera, so on. It's the same way, I think, to an extent of watching the War Table stuff and seeing, you know, Iron Man get a buff as he flew through Thor and then worrying about, like, you know, upgrading your stuff as you go. The hope, I think, is that there's this weird undercurrent to this game that I see over and over again, just the way CJ's talking about it, where it is people are like, something isn't quite right, but I want to play that. And you would hope that when you get in there, you find what is right about it or what we couldn't understand by watching it, right? Because when I played it at uh, PAX, I enjoyed it. Like I was, I didn't leave though. Like I've, to- I've talked on the show. I didn't leave with a God of War moment, right? When I called back Mjolnir on uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, it didn't feel like getting the Leviathan Axe. And that sucks. But if this game's real potential and power is that it, it never feels like catching Mjolnir, but as I go through and find the costume I really love and I'm on this quest to get this item I need and I'm doing whatever different kind of lightning damage and I'm using this move and Tim's using that move and there's all these different personalization options to it, I think there could be something there. Yeah, definitely. It's I don't know if there's ever been a game that has this... Pro- I mean, it's a problem. That, that has this problem going into it that is on this scale. Because in theory, 
people should not be looking at this like, I don't know. We're in 2020. We're talking about Crystal Dynamics, the people that made the Tomb Raider games, the, the reboot games. This is Avengers after the MCU has become what it is. And this is a game yeah. that is, is coming out at the end of the life cycle of PS4 and Xbox One. And it's a game that we've known about, or at least was announced in what, 2013? No, 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 that can't be right. 2015 or something? Like, we've heard about this game forever. Yeah. Like, almost to the point of Final Fantasy VII Remake or um, uh, Cyberpunk. Like, those type of Death, Death Stranding. Like, levels of those games, right? And then we see it, and it's, everyone's kind of like, 2017 oh, Project when, Avengers announcement trailer. Okay. When you when you add those things together, you're like, oh, I, I want I want that game. Yeah. But then this isn't that game. Like this isn't what oh Tomb Raider with Avengers. You know? Yeah. No, totally. And that's what we talked about yesterday. And I think the story of this is that their work's been cut out from them from the jump of we're Crystal Dynamics and we're not making a single player narrative game. Uh, Avengers when they announced it, like we're talking about, is the biggest thing in the fucking world. And it's not in the movie universe and cap doesn't look like your cap, but he's our cap. And it's like, it's what we've talked about before. So I'm not trying to get back into it, but I think Mm -hmm. by giving you all this generic, you know, base, uh, baseline Avengers and Avengers logo and stuff. When you get into it, the hope I would think is that you play through it and find ownership over these characters and make them into your Iron Man, your cap, your Kamala Khan. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I I don't, I'm not asking for it to be in the MCU and like the the character designs don't bother me because they don't look like, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. They bother me because it just like all of it just seems wrong. Like all of it just seems like to pound this into the ground, a mobile game. And it's just like it's not just the gameplay. It's like when a mobile game's announced and all of us are like, okay. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna play it. We're and even if we do, it's like it's not gonna be the same experience as these giant games that we we know and love. And yeah, I don't know. It's the thing for me that I have hope for, and you're talking about the story, it's like. Looking at this game for what it is, not what I want it to be, and huh? that's just the reality of all of this, is I'm not going to enjoy the Destiny elements and the playing online and all that stuff. There's a chance. I might. And here's the thing. Is like, this is talking about the review and stuff. It's like, I'm not going into that saying that because I'm, I'm trying to hate on this game. I'm going into being like, I don't like those type of games. I don't like that experience. Sure. If this game wins me over, that's fantastic. And like, that's going to be great. It's very doubtful, but that's fantastic. I'm going to play this game for the story, for the campaign, try to get through that. And there is hope for me that that is a fun experience and that it is a worthwhile story. And really, as long as the story is fun and, and entertaining and fresh and new and isn't generic, then I'm, I'll am i get what I need from this game. But that's can me personally. What was that, Kevin? Can I, can I come with you guys? No, you won't be able to. We'll we'll set up d- dates to do it, and then you'll say, no, Paul, I won't let me. Oh, that's never happened. We never set you, up dates. You know that I'll call I'll you, you hit you. me up at like 9.50, and I'm like, oh, man, we just. Because earlier in the day, you said you'd play Predator, possible game of the year candidate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Number four on the Roper Report. Minecraft me. Dungeons is getting Jungle Awakens DLC next week. This is Steve Watts at GameSpot. I want you to know, I usually don't like doubling up. You know, Steve Watts was number three. Now he's here at number four. The reason he's here at number four is that the Minecraft Dungeons blog post about this was written like in character, and I had no fucking idea what was real and what. I'm like, what's new? What's the news? Steve boiled it down, so thank you, Steve. Minecraft Dungeons is getting even more dungeons next week. Uh, The first DLC, Jungle Awakens, will be released on July 1st, packing a bunch of new gear and mobs along with a free update that includes a new dungeon. According to the announcement, the free update will come uh, with the Lost Temple Dungeon, new items, and game balance changes. Meanwhile, stick with me on this, the Jungle Awakens DLC includes new weapons, armor, and artifacts, along with three new story missions. You'll be faced with new enemies like Leap, uh, Leap Leaf and Whisperer, and face off against a new Jungle Abomination boss. Jungle Awakens will be included with the hero edition of the game priced at $30. If you only own the $20 base game or you got it through a Game Pass subscription, you can purchase the hero pass separately for $10. Uh, this is the first of two deals or planned DLC packs. Developer Mo Yang uh, also uh, re- recently announced that crossplay is coming soon. So there you go. News. Me and Joey are very big on Minecraft Dungeons. I'm going to play them. Very excited for this. I'd put it in here. Could have put it in new dates. But I put it here because I care about it. And also, I wasn't sure how long the rope report would be. Also, worth putting out. Again, shout out to Steve Watts. And then, if you just want something funny, I think, uh, not that I make fun of Steve Watts at all, but you know how it is to write for a site. 
if you read the rest of his article, Steve Watts in his article about this DLC is like, uh, Minecraft, you know, got a blah, blah, blah out of game, uh, out of 10 on GameSpot. Uh, in Steve Watts's review, <laughs> like they can't write in first person, I guess, at GameSpot. So he's like, in Steve Watts's review, he said that. I'm like, it's you, motherfucker. Just say I said, but I know. GameSpot, they got to be respectable, not like us. You know what I mean, not Kevin? like us. No respect here. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Tim, I'm excited to play more Minecraft Dungeons with Joey, especially this Jungle Awakens DLC, but that's not out till July 1st. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. I had a little uh, bit of a list when I said some of those. It was weird. Okay. Don't worry about it. Out today, Yes, Your Grace on Xbox One and Switch. A Summer with the Shiba Inu on switch uh tower of time on xbox one super toy cars 2 on ps4 city driver simulator on switch urban flow on switch Sudoku on switch dreams keeper solitaire on pc and mac hard driver on pc and then hard driver 2 on pc bath f on pc click monster on pc ancient evil on pc dim glow on pc and then seven doors is out today on steam new dates for you uh this is actually a sale item i put in the wrong spot hold on cutting that i'm gonna paste it down here undo that uh new dates for you uh the rogue like party game uh conan chop chop previously scheduled for release in q2 2020 has had its release date moved to allow for further development no official date on that meanwhile matt kim at ign.com says techland has announced the release date for hell raid dlc coming to dying light uh the dark fantasy themed content will now be released on july 23rd for pc xbox one and playstation 4 for 9.99 Dying Light Hell Raid uh, will also get a beta this weekend for anyone who pre-orders the DLC on Steam. Deals of the day for you. Uh, Boss Guard is currently 20% off on Steam during the entire entire duration of the Steam Summer Sale. Now, it's time for Reader Mail. Uh, remember, you can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free along with an exclusive post-show. But speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping, yet mattresses have been more or less the same since the invention of sleep. But we deserve better. And finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is for everybody, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels that naturally temperature um, and naturally temperature neutral gel. Uh, you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. The Purple Mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It's truly a mattress that does it all. Tim, you use the Purple Pillow. What do you like about it? Oh, my God. It never gets hot. You know what, Greg? It never even gets warm. It's perfectly cool both sides. I wouldn't even need to know that, though, because I never need to flip it. It's fantastic. Could not recommend this pillow more. How's, I need a new pillow, as I said. Maybe today's the day I open it up here and you read the question and I do it. But like, what's the firm status on this? It's it's perfect. It's so perfect. I mean, here's the thing, Greg. I've said this so many times now, but I've my entire life, I'm a pillow guy. I like pillows. I like being around pillows. I'm usually a two pillow guy when I sleep. Sure. Sometimes I'll adjust a little bit here and there, whatever. I'm a one pillow guy now, and I am so happy. So I'm getting a nice level of support, but it's not overbearing. You know, I'm not waking up with a hurt neck. No, you don't want that. Oh, they make a they make a dog bed too. Amen. Sorry, I, I ladies and gentlemen, went to purple dot com slash games just like you can what was king that? deserves the best when it comes Portilla to does. he's not in my lap this one time uh ladies and gentlemen you can count uh on resting easy night after night year after year because the ultra durable purple grid won't sink or lose shape and of course it comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100 night trial experience the next evolution of sleep go to purple.com slash games and use the promo code games for a limited time you'll get 150 dollars off any purple mattress order of 1500 dollars or more that's purple.com slash games promo code Great. games with that, people in the chat right now popping off. We got big bad, big bad beluga saying, "I personally attest the purple pillow and mattress are great." Then uh, we got uh, the other Sean saying, "I bought one last month. I love it. I'm buying the pillows next." Moneymaker one one zero says, "Tim's a pillow princess." All of these things are true. 
Crush Lemon says, this pillow cannot be softer than my bag of old socks. And brother, I assure you it is. <laughs> Purple.com slash games promo code games for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more terms apply. We just got to get a phone that just people can just call in. And there's part of the ship. There's here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2038 Pokemon CEO wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says hey greg and tim can we talk about the ps4's jet engine fan i saw tim's video where he was in another room through a hallway and we could still hear the ps4 fan greg are you having a similar issue should we be asking sony about the ps5's fan do you think this fan issue could become a more significant problem a few years from now such as consoles breaking or are we going to forget about this as the hype train lands on the ps5 Tim, bring him up to speed. What's been going on in your your home theater back there? Look, man, here's the deal. It's not just in my home theater. That's where it is currently. It didn't used to be. It used to be in a ton of different places. And I there's I've had this problem forever since I've had this PS4 Pro. Guess what? I had it when I had the other PS4 too. I've had I've interacted with so many PlayStation 4s in my little life here, and every single one has had this issue. And it's like people are telling me, oh, it's it's it, you can't enclose it like that. Oh, it's against the wall. Oh, it's not getting this. Oh, I've done it all. I've cleaned it. I've opened it multiple times. I've put it anywhere and it's still making this noise. Even when it was new, when I was for the longest time, I had it just totally exposed air on all sides. I had fans on it. I would do all this stuff and it just gets to a point where I'm just like, well, I'm putting it in there because that keeps it quieter because I can shut the door on it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Anyways, Gary, what is angry about all this stuff? It's really upsetting. It's upsetting to me because I have a surround sound system and playing yep. Last of Us 2, I had to use headphones, which that's ended up working great because the audio in that game is fantastic. True, but it's like, that's how loud it is, is that with a 7.1, soon to be 0.4 surround system, I'm I, this PS4 is louder than that. It sucks, man. Yeah, Gary's having the same issue, and then he tried to blame me for uh, acting like this issue didn't exist, and I was able to dig up a tweet from 2017 or 16 that was the exact same video Tim has of my PlayStation 4. And that is, and this is the thing, and Gary's tweet was about this, of like, the reason I got roped in, he's like, these PS4 fan apologists are exhausting. I blame Game Over Greg, yeah, and I was like, yeah. don't blame me. And you go That's there, you like that. You go there, and you see my video of the PlayStation Four uh, being loud as hell, and you see people like, oh well, it's your fault because of this, that, and the other, and you should do this, and you should do that. And then it's me updating of like, well, I've taken it apart, and I blew fans in there, and I did all the stuff, and I sucked that, and I put it out, and then guess what? Still making noise. What's your next fucking answer? You know what I mean? And they had none. And that's the thing is like my you you've heard my PS4 uh, Pro at the office because that's what happened. We got the Spider-Man PS4 Pro, which does have a better fan, not a perfect fan. I see people in the chat talking about the Spider-Man PS4s, and I think mine occasionally will get going there, but not not anywhere near like the the original PS4 Pro. I have at the office that remember that one time I was using it. Are you you were like, are you fucking serious? To be fair, Xbox One X similar issues. It's nowhere near as bad as my PlayStation. But yeah. even playing Ori this year, I was like surprised at how loud it is i'm i'm really hoping i would take a a system that is like three feet tall if it would just be quiet sure sure yeah and i think you know in the chat right now or i'm sorry in your wrong kebab says mark certainly directly addressed the ps4 fan and how the ps5 fan will not be like that during his ps5 seminar uh, to the cardboard cutouts a few months ago final boss fight says too the ps5 is being developed specifically to avoid the fan and heat issues with a particular power envelope so it won't have the same problem all I'm going to say is I've heard this a million fucking times. Mm-hmm. It's always that way, that the next skew of whatever isn't going to have that thing, and it still has the problem. So I'll believe yeah. it when I see it. And I'm, I'm, I am more hopeful this time than I, I've ever been because of their focus on audio and all of that. And like th- this is part of that experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Agreed. Tim, mm-hmm. it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in. Give me your name, username, platform, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays games, and hangs out together. Uh, today's a different kind of one. Uh, Kale Dolphincorn writes in. Uh, we're now going to refer uh, just as Dolphincorn because on PC, Xbox, and Twitter, uh, you can get Dolphincorn on Discord at Dolphincorn, capital D, hashtag 0462. Uh, Twitter, Dolphincorn, Xbox, Dolphincorn. Hello, Greg and Tim. I was wondering if any trans best friends needed someone to talk to or game with. I'm a trans woman 
uh, she slash her, who recently uh, came out to my parents and made it public on social media. Obviously, I'm not the only trans best friend, but I have a great friend group and another trans friend, uh, sorry, trans friend uh, who I talk to a lot and wanted to be that for some people that may not have that in their life. So if you want to talk to me about struggles or donuts or whatever, hit me up on Twitter or Discord. Uh, P.S. If you're not trans but have any questions about what it's like or anything like that, don't be afraid to ask me. I'm pretty open to any questions. Uh, the only stupid question is one not asked. So that's a great, uh, great point, Dolphin Corn. Uh, Twitter, Dolphin Corn, just the way you'd expect it. Yeah, right. That's how you spell. Or no, it isn't how you spell Dolphin Corn normally, is it? <laughs> or Dolphin. D O L F I N C O R N. There's usually a PH in there, but it's an F this time around. Dolphin. Yeah, I saw her post on uh, Reddit as well. So yeah. you can be there. She's Good on you. Go get them, Dolphin Corn. We love you. Uh, time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash games writes in right in to tell us what we got wrong as we went. Um, Mizuki corrects nanobiologists. He says, uh, not to cause even more chaos in this episode, but nano sales numbers for days gone were Japan only, according to Fumitsu. That's all we know. Uh, then Nano writes in to say, embiggen is a, is a late 19th century word with the same meaning as enlarge. It was popularized by the Simpsons in 1990s. So suck it, Kevin. Nah, I don't believe him. Too bad. I guess you've just never watched The Simpsons. You're a huge fan. You just never watched. No, no, watched. no. I, I know that it was in The Simpsons, but there's this scene where they're like, that's not a real word. And they're just Perfectly like, common. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's your final episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for this week. Of course, not officially. If you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and get the post show we're about to do, that's exclusively done there. No ads, writing your questions. Bing bong. Uh, the hosts for next week look like this. Monday, it is Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, it is Imran and Blessing. Wednesday, it's me and Gary. Thursday, it's me and Blessing. Friday, it is Blessing and me. That is all subject to change. And the way 2020 is going, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. You know what I mean, Tim? New things every day. Exactly uh, remember, uh, obviously, all the shows. Monday, we're doing the GameSpot uh, charity thing. Um, remember, get your questions in. Last chance here to talk to Laura Bailey today. Remember, Tuesday, we're going to do the DreamsCom live reaction. I'm sure there's other live reactions next week I'm forgetting about. But we'll talk about next week when we get there. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.